Welcome to the suck. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of Mavs Moneyball. Welcome to group therapy. Uh, Henry, you just, you said you're only here for a spicy Kirk rant. I just, I gotta say, I don't got it in me. You know, my, my man Dwight, uh, on Twitter had just an absolutely incredible ret- uh, uh, bit of stats that, that I'm going to be thinking about for, for quite some time about <laughs> how the Mavericks have now every, when they lost to, um, the suit, they've lost the Rockets, they lost to the Magic. All these really horrific losses that they've suffered have come at the time when that particular team was the worst team in the league, uh, record or record wise. So, it's got to say, uh, it's it's not fun. Uh, those of you who are listening later, we're recording. It's about eleven or nine forty on Thursday, September first. The Dallas Mavericks just fell to the Detroit Pistons in overtime. It was one of the more pathetic showings I could ever have imagined. I don't even really know what the problem was. There's just it's just really uninspiring basketball. The roster stinks, or rather, the roster is not not playing uh, not playing well. Um, the defense is not there at all. The kind of connective chain that we saw developing in January, February, and then that stuck for a while after Porzingis left, there's there's just nothing, nothing there. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's start bringing folks up on stage. You guys know the drill. We'll uh, we'll get our thoughts out, and then we will we will see what's up. Um, all right, coming up first, let's go with uh let's go with charles because charles might have a, a brighter side take what's up charles kirk uh this is this reminds me of when i was like in sixth grade football there was this coach named uh buckmaster that's what that's what his name was and this is what he would always say and it was ridiculous my brother would love to my brother was more of a football player than me because i I quit by the time I was in the seventh grade getting my bell rung. I said, I'm just off to play cello. You guys can do this some more. <laughs> but but Buckmaster would uh he would say, You gotta want it. You gotta want it. <laughs> it's just like this is down in deep 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 swamp Beaumont, Texas. And it's just like I mean, that's where the towels smell stink in the locker room, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? It's just like it's just like I'm just sitting there like, what was it? We were down by like, what, 10 or 12? And I just stopped watching. I was just like, I'm, this is just going to go wrong. It doesn't really matter if we make it interesting later. I'm, I need a break from this. It's just torture. It's, you have to be a sadist to want to, to endure this, you know? Luckily for everyone, I am a sadist. And we'll continue <laughs> watching this fucking dreck that we watch. You know, we have like a generational talent. And it's just... My favorite is the people, and like, there's a fair amount of them who are like, "Well, this this team just isn't that different than last year." I don't understand, and it's like the answer <laughs> is within what you just fucking said. The team is not that different, and the guys are playing a little bit worse. In some cases, a lot worse. I mean, I think they'll figure it out to a degree, but it's just like this is what they are. I mean, now it, now it makes complete sense to me why I keep hearing from you and and other people like, why don't you just play? somebody else just anybody who gives a shit well just see josh like like i'm i'm not a josh green defender i i'm delighted at his improvement but he played 15 minutes tonight like what why there's no reason for him to play 15 minutes do anything give him the short role like maxi right <sighs> it's so painful man no i mean i mean i was like 
if they're not, they're obviously not going to just put Kemba Walker out there right away. They're like asking him, when do you think he'll play? And it's like, well, if you're not going to play him, at least bring up McKinley. I mean, if we, if we need some ball handling and he's not going to be joining the team, at least just for even five or ten minutes, put McKinley out there, pull him out. of. If you're going to bring Jaden uh, Hardy, you know, from the G League, you know, it wouldn't hurt like right now while we're one in five or six to bring, you know, that guy actually played some defense. Remember in the summer league, he was, yeah. I mean, anything. Anyway, I'm, I'm just spouting off about nothing. Oh, you, probably, you probably should uh, find somebody who's going to say something that actually has no, to do. That's with what this basketball. is for. Therapy is about venting. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for, I'm, thanks for uh, coming up. All right, let's go to – let's fly through this, guys. I don't, none of us want to be here for forever, I don't think. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I like how I bring, you know, Brian up here, who is a regular user, and he always meets himself. Uh, just force a habit. Gee, 48% from the fucking free throw line, Kirk. How in God's name does that happen? And an NBA game. This is not a small child YMCA game. This is a professional basketball game. Forty-eight percent. Like That's how, really hard how to do. That, that is impressive, but it still boils my piss. Like, and I told myself the other day, I was like, okay, I'm gonna set myself up for expectations. I'm gonna be pre-mad about the Pistons' loss, and I'm not gonna get mad. But somehow, they've made me mad again <laughs> every fucking time. This. Like I'm, a, I must be a sadist too because somehow this team still managed manages to get me pissed off every time. Like from these stupid losses, I don't understand it. Like I, I'm, you know, if you don't mind, I'm gonna put myself over here in the pregame. Our preview on MazMoneyBall.com, irrelevant now. But I said two things: do not let Bovon, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich go crazy and protect a glass. Mavericks let both of those things happen. And sure. shot forty eight percent. Like, how does this? How does this happen? Like, they are actively trying to lose a game. They don't have one of their best players again. Like, an, a recurrence that happens with this dumb team every time. Like, yeah. they don't have their star player. They're actively trying to lose games. Like, and you still let them win. And it. I mean, I, 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 I wasn't the first person to make this joke, but like this felt like quiet um quiet tanking <laughs> like <laughs> and the, the the thing is with the way i mean obviously thank god you know reggie had the four point play and they had that crazy run the fourth the thing that's like worrisome kirk like i and i think we've kind of talked about it within articles you've spoke to individuals in here we've talked about it in the group slack like Eventually, like, the medium of, like, all these players shooting crappy has to suck, but it's, like, the energy vampire touched Spencer, and now Tim is actually playing good, but everybody else sucks now. Spencer's been playing, like, it's hard to quantify this. Like, I'm not a stats guy. My buddy Seth Partner just requested a chat, and I might ask him to throw this out there, but, like, it's hard to quantify for me, like, and I don't want to, like, shit on anybody's parade, but Spencer was playing out of his mind. He was oh, shooting for sure. so well. Like, that was bound to happen where he was going to have, like, a turd game. Right, but he's been playing – he's been playing – well, obviously, he got ejected yeah. awkwardly. But just to two points, 
two points the entire game against a Stinko Pistons game. Like, like that's not acceptable. Like, what are you doing? Go to the basket. They, it's not like they have like these entourage of long wing defenders. Yeah, they had uh, obviously their front court players, um, uh, Stewart and uh, Durant played great. Which I said, hey, keep those guys off the glass and. Of course, the Mavericks didn't do it. There was a couple of plays where Duran just got in there and just was pushing everybody around like a small child because yep. I think uh, he had about 10 or 15 pounds on Maxi and Powell. So. And then Dwight Powell getting in foul trouble. I don't know if that like screwed up the momentum, but that surely didn't hurt. Uh, thank God McGee didn't get minutes tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this game on Saturday, Kirk. I kind of fear the Mavericks are going to get boat raced because Luca might just go out partying on Friday. But I'll, I'll hop down, buddy. But uh, I appreciate right. you doing this every day. Take care. Sure thing, dude. All right, coming up next, uh, friend of the program. You can listen to him on call-in. Seth Partnow. How you doing, buddy? You know, you can also hear him on The Athletic. What's wrong with me? Hi, hi Kirk. How are you? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm taking a vacation day tomorrow, so I'm, I'm going to be all right. Well, just just from this? Well, I mean, I already planned it. Okay, yeah. I, like I just need it. So, so you're you're taking the day off to to get the uh, right head space for Uruguay Uruguay Ghana? Is that, well, that, I uh, mean, the, like the Mavericks play play the Knicks at 11:30 Central Time on Saturday morning, and that game, you know has the potential. It's it's like what, what my man Brian just said. Like, if the Mavericks lose that game, we're at DEFCON 1. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You 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 said you wanted me to, to drop by, so I did. I It's... it's I, the, the previous guy was, was talking about how Stewart and Dern especially, and, and we're kind of pushing the Mavs around. And this has been, I think the problem that I think you and I have talked about offline and probably online too is um, it's almost a, a, a hearkening back to, to Carlisle, you know, wanting solid vets kind of to, and, and never really worrying about having much pop on the roster. And now with the roster having turned o- turned over a little bit and not having the same caliber of vets, now it's just a roster that's just kind of, creaky and nothing easy happens ever so it's like luca is brilliant and it works or it doesn't um they, but the they relied so is... much on internal development and when guys stop improving because reggie bullock is 32 and dorian is 29 or 30 and they put tons of miles on him and maxi kleba's 30 like these these things happen and and for for casual fans a guy like dirk Nowitzki skews what the perception of a good player's reasonable longevity is outside of superstars role players kind like the average NBA career is not very long like it's and and you know you you have some things which skew that of course but some of these Mavericks have been on like Dwight Powell is is in and Dorian are quickly closing in on top 10 all-time Maverick games played for a 40-year-old organization that should be insane it's a second round draft pick and an undrafted guy. Like they're both fine. That's not what I mean, but it's just, it shows how little they've actually done. I mean, I, I shared that, that roster um, from March of 2019. I sh- I sh- I sent you that game where it was just, it was Dirk Luca. And then f- four of the guys are still in the rotation. And then uh, a, a Brunson who is a Nick. And it's just, it's really, it's really just, it's upsetting. And we talk about this every night because there's just nothing else to talk about. 
I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. And, and someone had said earlier about, you know, get, get Jaden Harvey, Jaden, Jaden Hardy in. And I think there's something to that. I think he's going to be bad if he plays, but at the same time, I mean, if you're, you're, you're talking about wanting internal development, you've maxed out internal development. Like guys yep. get to 28. There's probably not much left there. Like getting Dorian Finney Smith from where he was when he was signed to where he is now is a tremendous victory. Yep. But like a high end role player is basically you do anything more than that. Like, you know, Fred Van Vliet is a borderline miracle for a, what an undrafted guy can be. Anything else is you're getting, you get a rotation player. You've done great, but where is the other top end talent that, and it seems like the Mavs have just actively not pursued it because there, there's this sort of pernicious thing. It's like, well, we get, we get anyone else that might take the ball out of Luca's hands. Like, well, good. You kind of want to do that some. Just like right. he's gonna it's gonna be there plenty. It's just that last, you know, that last ten percent of him having to do everything is is what tips it from not just diminishing returns, but like negative returns. Would you um would you walk through there were a couple of like specific in game things that made you crack up? Could you explain to me why the take foul at sixteen seconds you were like, like what do you your eyes at that? So um, it was funny. I was watching the Pistons broadcast, and the, the they were saying, "Hey, you know, it's twenty two seconds left. They've got a foul to give. They can really aggressively go for a steal here." And I think that's true. Um, but so the the two reasons to to take a foul there is one is to really aggressively go for a steal, and the second is if we get beat, take the foul. Yeah. Or if they haven't done anything and there's like five seconds left. So now they have to work against a very short clock. Taking a foul with 16, like, what does that do? Now it's, now it's, I don't think he knows run through coach. a screen too hard. We sent him to the foul line. Like, like I, I, I've sort of just dipped into this. I've dipped my toes into this. I said it on the podcast, which is up now, but like, I don't think Jason Kidd knows what he's supposed to do. I think he has like this list of things that he thinks a head coach does. Like he gets really cute with timeouts at times, but Otherwise, he seems to basically walk around the sideline with his hands in his pockets. We have reporting that he doesn't run any of the practices. Like, he leaves that all up to Greg St. Jean and um, uh, Dudley, I think. So I'm just to the point now, and again, I don't think you can comment on this, but I'm to the point now where I wonder what function does he have? Because, like, the Mavs broadcast was like, well, somebody really needs to light a fire under this team. It was super awkward because the Mavs just, they don't crit, like, the Mavs, like, anywhere, there's no criticism. It's like, it's like straight, like, party line stuff where these guys aren't going to be too critical because that's what a lot of teams do. They want that sort of home approach. But even they were like, we need somebody to do something. And it's like, the, the real answer here is your head coach. And and or your best player who is not yet of of I don't know if he's in that leadership quality quite yet, but it's just it's a little it's just gotten uncomfortable. So I'm gonna give a general rather than a specific answer for that for I think what should be obvious reasons. Yeah. Um there's only like the the, the coach laying a fire, that's that's a well you can only go to so often. And like, if there's something, if, if that isn't sort of intrinsic to like the structure of the team or just kind of the everyday 
of the team, it, it's problematic because sure, there's too many games, 82 games. Like yeah, guys tune you out if you're an asshole. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that makes sense. And, you know, and, and that's, and that's over, not just a single season, but that's over multiple seasons. So that's why, you know, there's, there are, there are coaches that have, you know, the, the, the Scott Skiles, Tom, Tom Thibodeau or whatever, just right. a super grindy in your face all the time. It, like one of the, one of the, the, um, the, the, the kind of amazing aspects of Michael Malone's career in Denver is he's a coach who routinely lights his guys up in the media and it's okay because he's developed enough like trust with the group to be able to do that. And I think that's a very rare case because you see, as soon as you see the coach kind of starting to light the team up in the media repeatedly, um, but he does of, that. There's a he lot does of pride. that in really passive aggressive ways. Like he, he, and that, again, I'm not asking you to comment on specifics, but like y- you've read the stuff. He's already decided that, that Christian Wood is not the guy for him, for example. And I'm just, I, I just don't understand this because it feels like something has to give, but there's nothing to give. Like Cuban's not going to fire him. Cuban's going to keep him as coach for 13 years. And then all of a sudden let him pick his next successor. And it'll probably be like, J.J. Barea or, or I don't know, Popeye gotta keep, Jones. Got to keep it in the family. Like, there's no, there's, there's no evidence of of sporting organizations anywhere ever running doing wrong by deciding that the next that the next person has to be in the family. As a as a Manchester United fan, I have no no <laughs> basis for. Yeah, it's it's, it's not not a good way to run a railroad. Oh well, I didn't want to take up too much of your night. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk later about this. All Thanks right. for having me, Kirk. Have a good one. Seth smarter than all of us. Um, okay, so we got a whole bunch of people who want to talk. Like probably the longest line we've had in here. Um, let's make let's 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 run through this. Um, coming up next, let's see if we can get Simon up here. Simon, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm gonna be quick, Kirk, because I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't able to catch most of the game. Oh, you didn't miss much. You there? We lost your audio. Can you hear me? There we go. All right. I'm not going to be long-winded um, like I was the other night, but just one thing. When – and this is similar to the Toronto game. Like, when Luca is bringing the ball up and they're running a high pick and roll from him, and he's getting double teamed at half court every single time in overtime. Every time. Every time. And the Mavericks have four on three where three defenders have to cover the entire inside of the arc and all potential three-point shots. And Dallas cannot cash in enough of those opportunities. But also – when does Jason Kidd say, okay, like my best player, my best player is is taking two guys with him at half court. He's getting doubled every time. Maybe it's time to run a different set. Maybe it's time to try to get him the ball in the post. Maybe it's time to to to, to do something, to do something other than just not make it, not make an adjustment because he doesn't force the other team. He doesn't force the other team to make an adjustment. There's nothing. It's just the same thing every time. Oh, okay, Luca brings it up. He's he, he's trapped. He's trapped at the uh, the point where the sideline and half court meet. There's two defenders there, and I mean the one time. I mean 
putting Maxi in that spot, you know, and then the one time Wood got it, he just dro- he drove the lane for a dunk. It was just easy. It was just wide open. He took one dribble and he dunked it. I <laughs> I don't I don't get it. It's just it's uh yeah. Why did they make I, it so I, damn hard? I don't have an answer. That's that's I mean that's 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 really all I got because that's really yeah. the only the only part of the game I caught. But I mean Jesus, that was a but key was part because that was maddening. Well, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. It was yeah yeah man thanks. Yeah, that was that that four on three stretch. Just just another bit of mess. All right, Davis, well, you're going to come up here on stage. Let's hope we have we can hear you this time. How you doing? If not, then I'll just get off. But let's uh, try to get it. It's been a while. So yeah, I can't hear. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. All right. Um, don't know what it is. Some people's audio just doesn't function very well. Harris, what do you got for us? Hey, Kirk. Uh, just gonna say one thing. Uh, Mitchell Robertson, Joyce Randall gonna get 100 rebounds on Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> wow, Mitchell Robinson, 100 rebounds, like the take. Thanks, man. Okay, coming up next, then we're gonna go to Chris. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? It sucks. Yeah, this does suck. And you know, we've been fans of Mavs forever. I've been a fan since 2000. I've never seen a team play down to their competition like this ever. I mean, even when we were not having Luca and the team who were missing playoffs, I mean, Jesus Christ, at least we'd beat some of the bad teams occasionally. But this one is like, we can't even, we won one road game. What the fuck is going on here? Like 49% from the free throw line, just there's so many frustrating aspects of just everything that's going on. I, I just don't know what to say, but I'm getting to the point now. It's like I really want to figure out where would we need to to, to place in the standings towards the end of the year overall to, you, to keep. You our said draft. that last time, and I don't know because it starts to be like you have to be top ten, like bottom ten in record. But I just I don't I, I don't see that happening. Like, you know, because we're not good enough games. To, to make the playoffs one through six, but I don't think we're bad enough to completely miss the play in. Yeah. So I don't know if we got the tenth seed. And we make the plan, and we still keep our draft pick. That might be the best case scenario for this team, because this roster is not going to improve. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do anything drastic to move the needle, so to speak. But I, I just don't know, man. I, and why wasn't Bertans playing tonight? Because he, I feel like he's he been, played. He did. Oh, okay. There was, <laughs> a, there was a lineup with him, Tim Hardaway, and Dwight Powell. I lost my mind at because it's just like, how is that? Happening? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he he has two points. Okay. Um, it's crazy how we've lost still with THJ making six threes and we still wind up losing, but getting out rebounded by over 20. That's just, yeah, there's the game right there and the free throw. So, okay, let's just hope the Knicks don't own us again on Saturday and they probably will. We're going to get out rebounded again in the middle. Yeah. In the morning, like a, a Luca day game. I don't remember the last time Luca had a really good day game. Cause I mean, you get used to playing in the evenings. Like you just, it, these guys go through the pregame routines and stuff and, and day games are difficult for them. And day games in big cities, if you're a young man that likes to go out among the people, strike me as extra difficult. But, but you I know, I, I think with the Knicks, they are better than when we played them last year, the year before that. So sure. I think with them being a better team, we probably – we might actually win the game and we're going oh. – <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I know Brunson wants to get back at us or something. Sure. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's just see how it goes. That's right. Thanks, bud. Yeah, no Robert, how you doing? What's up? Can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Hey, Kirk. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Um, uh, Absolutely. What do you got for us tonight? 
few quick things. I'm going to run through it as quick as possible because I know this is torture for everyone. Uh, two things, really. The first, I want to touch on the kid issues. I, I think you're onto something with the with the poor coaching. And the thing that sticks out to me is one, how they misplay all of the late game situations, even though they're in them constantly. You know, Dorian fouling Durant on the three the other day. Tonight, the thing with the fouling with the foul to give was insane. It's unclear if Jason could kind of grasp the strategy, but you know what? Those things don't even bother me. What bothers me is just kind of the basic fundamental things. People are talking about the rebounding. The rebounding thing was not Stewart and Duran. Duran only finished with like two boards. The, Alec Brooks got six rebounds. At one point, Kevin Knox had a tip in <laughs> from like 10 feet away. And that's why the Mavs, I mean, the Pistons are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Yep. They're not They're not a good rebounding team. And what's shocking is fundamentals like that and the free throws where the Mavs need to do, to really maximize the margins to win. Yeah. And instead they, it's the opposite. It's like, they've now lost, they, they missed 13 free throws against the Suns. They lost by two. They lost by two against the Pelicans. They missed nine free throws. Yep. Tonight they missed 15 and it goes to OT and they don't play defense. And like Hardaway and Wood are just playing defensively. Dinwiddie's playing awful defensively. And what's shocking about also the rebounding thing is they don't run in transition ever. How do they not group rebound better? Like it's really, I know that they don't have size, but it's really shocking. I'm sorry. Say you're. I got nothing. I, I mean, I like it's, this is simple stuff that we're doing. Like it's, it's, it's just such a poor level of execution. You know, we say it's, it's one thing to like say, well, we, you know, yeah, the Mavs beat the Warriors. It was a whole lot of fun. Really was a lot of fun, but it didn't really clear anything up about this team's problems. And they, they just don't they don't do anything well right now. No. Well, also, I mean, people like Dan Devine from the Ringer, who's good and stuff, he was tweeting about, well, hey, Hardaway, if he improves and you know, this is how it works. And I kind of was a little bit too snarky, but I was like, if you need to a 41 point triple double to win at home against one of the worst road teams in the league when they shoot 25% from three and you win by three when one of their players misses an open three at the buzzer, that's not working. Like, that's not good. That's bad. That's very bad. That's not sustainable. You know, like, so, but yeah, the, the kids, and the reason the kid stuff bothers me, sorry, I'm trying to be quick here, is because the free throws things, this feels like kind of a coaching thing. I know some basic execution things, Maybe they're coaching, maybe they're not, but it feels like he can't, if he can't get them up to play for games and he's not good at calling plays or kind of coaching late game strategy, then man, it's really rough. Like just get them to play hard, get them to rebound like that. I don't know. That seems rough to me. And then my other thing really quick is, and I hate to bring this up, but you know, we, we talk about, you say it all the time. This is how you lose a star player. You know, I again, blame Cuban for everything. And, but it's always been kind of like an existential thing in my brain. Like a few, a few years down the line, this is going to happen. And I felt like it could happen, but it wasn't something where I was like terrified because it felt down the road. Tonight was the first night where it was like, he might ask out by before he's out of the arena. Like it really felt tonight just seeing him flip out on the court. Like he's going to ask out. Like what if he does at the end of the year? You know what I mean? Like it really kind of freaked me out. So, oh, it's which you know, he can't. I mean, not to 
he's not going to do. That's not a thing. He has no leverage. Kevin Durant basically proved that sort of thing. I know that drives European fans crazy, but it's it's a leverage point, so it's not going to happen. That makes me well, feel better. That much. makes me feel better. Thank you. Yeah, sure. No, I mean it's it's a it's a leverage thing, guys. Like he's going to be pissed, and he might remember this. That's the real thing. When he gets closer, it's like unless he's happy with where things are years from now. But it's not like he's going to ask out right now because it does. Mavericks, Mavericks would go sorry. Like we have no reason to do that. We need to make this work. Like that's that that sort of leverage. Kevin Durant basically showed the end of of that sort of thing. Um, anyhow, uh, well, Jeremy says he's here for five years. He's here for four years plus a player option. And even if Luca is happy as the Mavericks as he has ever been, he would it would be in his best interest to opt out the fifth year because he would then start getting paid. I want to say 60 million a year, like a super max at that point is, is projected to be like five years, 300 million. So there's, there's like a lot of upside for him to do that. Just so everybody's on the same page there. The Mavericks can also pay him a hundred million more than the next team, but maybe money won't matter to him. Maybe he'll want that. Like, this is why I have been this way for years, guys, where I'm just like, I'm building, we're building towards this. And the Mavericks have, you know, he's, he's signed on for five more years. So I want to say it's the 26, 27 season. But the 24, 25, I don't know. I'm getting my years mixed up. But he has a couple of seasons where he's going to have to start. He's going to have to make his imprint on the office. Like, he's going to need to demand more from them. So, okay, keep going. Uh, Grayson, what's up? Hey, Kirk, sorry. Again, started playing my music when you brought me up. Very strange. No problem. Um, Anyway, I'll make it quick. I just wanted to say, uh, I watch a lot of basketball because my roommate has a league pass. He's a diehard Suns fan. And so we watched, we watched a lot of games together. He watched this game with me tonight. And there was a lot of times where he would turn to me and ask me, you know, why, why is Tim Hardaway in the game right now? Or why is this happening? Why is that? Why is that happening? And, and I've been asking these questions all season, but at this point I'm just starting to, I just sit and watch the game silently because I just can't believe what I'm witnessing at times. So the fact that someone else is asking these questions makes me think that it's like it, this team is so obviously broken. Um, and I'm, I don't know what the solution is or anything. Um, I just, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm scared, man. Cause I don't, I don't know where they go from here. They don't really seem to have a lot of assets. They don't know how to manage their assets very well. And I think I'm pissed at kid, but it's also like, these players man like it's not like they're we're clamoring for the 20 year old like the dude's literally Jaden Hardy's right. a year younger than me and that's that's the point that we've gotten to so I'm just like man uh I don't know where we go from here we don't we suffer we're just gonna slog through it that's really the answer yep and yet I continue to I'm, I'm checking what when the next game is constantly oh, yeah. looking forward too. to it and it's just like why 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 am I still so excited to watch this team I don't know but we're going to keep going, I guess. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, that's it, Kirk. Do, do, do. Hey, Sam. Kirk, what's going on? How you doing? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I'll, I'll be quick as well because it's, I, tr- I truly hate this team. Like, <laughs> that, that's, I'm a, I'm a diehard Mads fan. Even when they were – you know, bad without Luca, you could understand it. So you say, okay, it's cool. You know, you get it. But this team truly makes you hate them. Like me and my friends, we have this thing we call top five. So like when two teams play each other, you say, okay, who's the top five guys you would take on this thing? And more often than not, it's Luca's number one. 
and then the four guys are on the other team. that's 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 just the way this team is right now and you never know what you're gonna get from night to night um i mean i saw the next four games they're losing to the knicks they're gonna get out rebounded by 100 they're losing to the suns they're gonna get destroyed by the nuggets and Giannis is gonna kill them so (laughs) that's uh what that's that's 10 to 15 right there and like you said the problem is you don't know what to do because there's really nothing you can do except fix the margins make your free throws which I do think they will. Like, there's element. Like, there's just some of this stuff has the unsuck. Luca's shooting in like like nearly like fifty percent, like fifty five percent in the last five or six games. Yeah, and, and you see a stat line. He's like thirteen to twenty five, or he's uh, twelve of twenty four, or I mean, hell, even the last. I, I think this game he was like seven of fourteen from three. Like, you know, he's right. he's doing everything he can, and it's just. I mean, even that last play where Maxi missed that layup, that just encapsulates the whole team. Well, like Maxi being on the floor is something I just have a hard time with when you need points. Like I just, I understand the defense, I do, but he just, he was a disaster. Like, and and he's the sort of player where because he experienced disaster, he's only going to get worse. Like mm-hmm. he, he's the kind of guy that triple thinks his mistakes. He remembers them all. I mean, do you, do we remember March of last year, right? Where he shot 20% from three. Yep. Yep. I just think like, in my, in my opinion, I don't know what to do, but they just need to go like a 2019, 2020 Rockets version where they just went completely small and just said effort. You know, we're just going to just run and gun until, you know, we can't do it no more. And hell, even this team doesn't run anyway. So that's so we can't we can't even really do that. So I don't know, man. Like like I said, I hate this team. I truly do with the passion and um we'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out, Sam. Have a good night. Yep, yep, yep. Ewan, what's up, man? Hey Kirk, what's going on? Oh, you know, rough. Another night of therapy. <laughs> not, a, not a party tonight. No, man, it's rough. Um, yeah, quick two. Um, game twenty-one is when Jason Kidd realized that it's best to have Christian Wood as the screener and the roller than Maxi. All right, that's we've been calling for this since how long? And he finally realized it today. And second is like, is the same situation with Maxi again in the last three games. And you can see how Lucas fed up. He's like, we probably went over this in practice. We probably looked at film, and you did the same exact thing again. It's like, is he in the same situation, same scenario? And it's like, I know it's hard for Luca not to call for the screener. Like, you know, it's, you know, sometimes we look at the game, we're like, yo, why are you calling up for the pick? Why are you calling up for the screen? You know, just try to go one-on-one. But at the same time, it's like, our team is so bad. It's like, even if you try to go one-on-one, Someone is gonna sneak off, off of Maxi or Dorian or whoever. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna sneak off of somebody else because they don't trust any other players that we have on the court of doing something relevant. You know, so even if he doesn't call for the pick, they're still gonna double him somehow. And it's like he must he he must be feeling it really really hard, man. Like I know he won, he's a winner and he was doing his best to win, but it's like the same mistakes over and over. And I know it's it's it's. It's burning. It's eating him up, man. Eating him up. Oh goodness! Well, you and anything I'll, else for us? Yeah. Lastly, Josh Green. Um, he's our most athletic player. The athletic rebound, offense rebound, tap out. You know the dunk. 
It's like he's the only guy we have on our on our team that's like physically gifted athletically. Like we have no other players on our team that can do stuff like that. And we have to try to figure that out somehow, some way. Cause look at the Pistons. I mean, they don't have like great like scores, but they have big bodies over there that can, you know, kind of manhandle you and do what you gotta do. But I don't know how it's gonna work out on Saturday, man. Um early game, like you said, Luca probably gonna be still on his third dream waking up, so who knows? I might also be doing that. But <laughs> no, I'll be recapping the game. Well thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, I'll be here on Saturday for the All right, talk soon. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Okay, we got Six more people. Let's keep let's keep it uh, going with the quickness. Everybody's doing doing great. Chris, welcome to the show. What's going on? If you're in the chat, pull out to the main screen and hit the mute button along the bottom, and that'll be uh, that'll be where we get you get you. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kirk. Why? That's no problem. <laughs> welcome. Um, I I just had a an interesting stat. Uh, today is the first day I googled how old is Mike D'Antoni. Very old. Very old is the answer to that question. Yeah, probably too old. But, um, man, if if we're not going to get a championship under kid, we might as well get some MVPs for Luca under Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> well, I mean, they're trying with the, with the statistical stuff here because Luca once again, had a great game. But I just I just don't – you know, minus free throws, of course. But I'm, I'm really not – I wrote that there's no way out. And there's just, I don't really see one. I got a lot of people I've been, you know, I, I exchange lots of direct messages with people because everybody that answers me, I talked to them. I got one of, one of my guys, my friend Blake, who messages me. He's like, oh, this team's going to be active with the trade deadline. And it's like, with what? They don't have positive assets. At least they don't have assets where it's like, you, know, you trade Dorian, who honestly has been pretty bad this year, but you trade Dorian for somebody else that like trades one problem for something else. Like they're not improving; they're just going to rearrange the the deck chairs on the Titanic. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think this roster is capable of winning. So I feel like the only thing we can root for at this point is crazy Lucas stats. And I feel like Mike D'Antoni is the guy that'll give. I think Luca could average fifty points in a Mike D'Antoni system. No. Well, thanks for coming up. You got anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, I I love Mavs Moneyball, and thanks for bringing me on. Well, I really appreciate that. I hope to talk with you again soon. We can, uh, you know, it's sad because it's like, oh, there's just nothing to talk about because it sort of sucks. My man, Sonic, welcome back. Sonic was inadvertently banned from these rooms somehow for a while, so <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you back in here. Yeah. <laughs> on. No, I'm not sure you can hear me, right? I, I can. You sound good. Okay, good. So, yeah, I think I just wasn't getting in the rooms early enough realizing, but... um. You know, I, I want to, I know everybody's pretty down in the dumps. Um, I am too. I don't really, it's not fun watching the team when they're playing like this, but I do think the team's a lot better than it really, than we're seeing right now. I mean, they did get to the Western Conference Finals with mostly the same crew. Now, Jalen Brunson is a huge missing piece, and that was a definitely the biggest mistake they made, not offering him, you know, resigning him. Honestly, even though he did poorly in that Clippers series, they, they should have resigned him then just because the point guard is more valuable than any other player in the structure of the system they have. But I don't and think they, they just, realized it. That's what makes me so yeah. fucking crazy. I don't think they right. realized it. Yeah. I still don't think they understood why they won. Like, yeah. sometimes you just luck into shit. 
I lucked into being editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. I don't know sure. what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to keep well, doing it till it doesn't work. That's okay. That happens sometimes in life. These motherfuckers sure. get, a, get a game, they go to the Western Conference Finals, and they're like, you know what? We need to fix our rebounding. That's an outstanding point. You do need to fix your rebounding. Let's go get sure. Val McGee. Wait, what the fuck? How is that a solution <laughs> sure. to your problem? No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of nuance to a lot of things that have happened. Like the whole thing with um, Drogic, like I, I, I realize um, there's usually like one of two things that are going to happen. It's usually failures on the part of, of decision makers is like incompetence is, is a thing. And that is more likely than like malevolence or they're just, they're, they don't, you know, realize they're trying to take the team. But um, I, there's, there's got to be more to that story than, than what we all know. Um, just a, a promise that, you know, the maps couldn't make to Drogic because of, of you know, oh, what they, they were think he's Like that I actually know for a fact. And Goran said they offered him a cheerleading role. He was pissed. Right. They ba- they basically offended sure. Luca's mentor. So right. if Luca runs to Miami one day, sure. I'm going to be thinking at that fucking story, and I'm going to be mad. But what was his expectation? Like, was he his asking for 20 minutes like, a game? Look at what they needed, though. They need they need 10 to 12 minutes a game of a different ball sure. handler. That's all. Sure. They told him he would play once every five games. And that, you know... That, that was insane. absolutely that was absolutely un, like way underselling. They need they do need more than that. They need they need like you said they need about 10, 12 minutes a game. Well, I, don't, I just don't know that Drog- until Kim is sure. I just off. I just don't know that Drogic would have like taken that. But anyway, I do think the team is overall a little bit better than than what we're seeing. And what, what we're just seeing is this, the overall strategy that they're using with the heliocentric offense with the reliance on three and D shooters. We're just seeing the ass end of of that strategy when your shooters can't shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's really nothing that you can do to fix that. And the reason they're in that situation, I think, is two reasons. One, you're, you're dealing with all the leftovers from, from Rick Carlisle, from getting Luka Doncic and not knowing what to do with it, to not necessarily having the assets that you normally would build up, that everybody's talked about. Luka was too good, too fast. and They didn't you know, know that Luka was this good, is the second thing. Right. They, yeah. they honestly brought in KP to be a co-pilot, and it's like, this dude... Right. It's like, I just, I don't know. They didn't have a structure. They didn't know. I don't, I don't even think when I, when they made that KP deal, it was a, it was a knee jerk. We didn't realize how good he was going to be. We've got to get him. We're going to speed. We're going to, yeah. we're going to microwave the process. Like I, this is a completely when, off, off key reference, but I was listening to a podcast about USC football today when, and mm-hmm. Caleb Williams and how they basically microwave the process to become like, like real, like unbelievably good. And, and basketball, right. every time it's tried, every time it's tried, Anthony Davis, um, LeBron James, it does not work. You need to mm-hmm. build talent internally. They said this, and I'm sorry yes. I'm taking away from your time, but during the TNT game the other night, they said the Mavs get 48 points. I'm sorry, 48% of their points come from undrafted or second-round players. That is the most in the NBA by a wide margin. That is mm-hmm. not something to be proud of. Go get good <laughs> players with pedigree. Well, the problem with that is the, the, the structure of the NBA, though. It's like, here's my analogy. The structure of the NBA and how, how you play this game, how you try to be, build a winning team, it's like a carnival game. It's, it's stacked against you because of you how things are structured. I, I yeah. do agree with that. But the, the Mavericks also, and this goes from before Cuban, they traded away draft picks left and right. You go right. look at the drafts for years. They did not honor it or treat it well. 
It is hard to go from 2005, I think, to 2018, right. where you have a meaningful draft pick. 2017, yeah, no. if you Kevin, that's hard. You get so you're, many bites at the apple, and they fucked it no. up. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, I think I, I think after 2011, like Cuban made some of the some of the most terrible decisions, and Donnie Nelson basically started checking out as he was getting involved with other projects and got I don't know bored with his role. I don't know. And I have no idea what the, what the backstory of all that really is. But I do think, like, with Nico and Kid, like, what we're dealing with is, is, a, is a hot mess that they were dumped, dumped with. And they're, you know, honestly, it's, it's two different perspectives. And one thing I do think that we all get frustrated as fans, because Kid is not, doesn't have the same goals as the fans. The Kid has a longer perspective than the fans do. He's looking at the whole season, hopefully, probably, looking at the next several seasons and how can he get to a championship, right? And the whole reason I, everybody complains about all these little minute choices, I'm convinced he wants them to win, but he wants them to win in a very particular way because he knows that will be more durable in the future. But and I, I don't want that way. Like, the way that, that he won a championship with the Lakers was mm-hmm. Anthony Davis getting hot for 40 games and Dwight Howard fouling the absolute shit out of everyone. Those sure. Lakers teams were unwatchable messes and is yeah. replicatable. Like, you yeah. just can't do it. It, it, sure. it. And so, like, they want to build a team of, like, long, big defenders, only they didn't go, like, the, if you identify that wing and wing is what you need more of and rebounding is something right. you need to build on your strength, they didn't do that mm-hmm. anything with that this season. They just, you know, right. and that's lack, you know, assets were smaller. I get it. I, sure. I, I, when you said that they inherited a mess, I actually agree with that. You move on yeah. from KP, he looks better. That's something to be happy Which, about, but it's yeah. still just a struggle. Right. And, and that's, that, that's also, I don't think we've given Nico enough time because Nico's job is his goals are, are different from the fans and the coaches. He's more, the analogy I have for him, he's more like a stockbroker. He has to like give, he has to be able to see what assets he has and he can't just, he's, he's not a day trader, right? He's not someone he's really, I guess you could take that approach, but. Well, I mean, kid, kid is, kid is like, uh, kid should be gone now, in my humble opinion. Because I'm tired of that. Like yeah. he doesn't do much active coaching or much of anything, but he's going to be with us for a long time. So yeah, I'm but is that to, like figure out how to get used to him? Yeah, but I mean, I I take that opinion as from a fan's perspective and think that like we're just too short sighted. And I mean, I, I mean we, but here, here's why: like he was pushed out of Milwaukee because Chris Middleton had, had yeah. enough of his bullshit. He was out of the sure. league entirely for a year. He was brought yeah. back in by Jeannie Buss to basically take the Lakers job because they thought that coach was going to fail. That's why sure. he's in the league. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I, blame I, mean, Jeannie Buss, I blame the Lakers. <laughs> sure. If you want to fire him on his record, I mean, that's, that's fine, but you never should have fired him in the first place if that's your yes. position. That's correct. Right. I, I okay. So, yeah. okay. So, you, so that's, that's fine. If you were, you know, Mark, Mark Cuban, that I understand the decision you would have gone with, but having hired him, despite his his history, you think there's something there. I just don't think we've actually had enough time with him to know if he can actually make what his vision envisioning work. And he's absolutely a player's coach. That I think right now the the struggles we're seeing, and the reason he keeps playing Tim Hardaway, the reason he keeps doing the whole like not calling timeouts, is because he's trying to get the confidence up. He's dealing with you know players who are totally reliant on confidence and totally reliant on rhythm. And he just has to play through it, and we hate it because as fans, we want to see wins. We don't want to see them with a losing record. But he's, like, looking 82 games down the season, and he's hoping that at some point, like, these these individual player problems are going to fix, are going to be fixed 
by the repetition, by the process. Yep. And I think, you know, we really can't judge it until we get to the end of the season. And his overall approach, I don't think we can adju- we can really judge until, I would say year three, you know, he, when he's given enough time and maybe an opportunity for, for, for suitable pieces to see if he continues to mismanage the assets that he has um, while still trying to build what I, I can I could see and understand is like a durable process and approach. See, I, just, I, I just don't know. I just don't know if they're going to get to that because Luca is the Luca is the part that matters. A coach sure. at a certain point is an interchangeable thing, and I don't know if he's yeah. going to have patience for any of this. Like he's like he's he's slowly losing patience. You can see it I, on the court. He's, yeah, he's I, I agree with you. Mad at players, he got mad at Maxi tonight when Maxi booted right. that pass to Tim. Like I, ne- you never see stuff like that from Luca. Right. It's actually it's funny. You said that. slightly biased. I was watching his streams during the games, and that was his whole take. His whole take was this: this there's not going to be a change just because they have a good game, or just because you know someone gets off their their shooting streak. The real change is going to happen when Luca goes into the locker room, throws a chair, punches you know a hole in the wall. And demands a change, not from the coach, or, but from other. We're inching towards, but it's not going to be yeah. like game fifty. Probably, probably. Well, thanks for joining. Right, I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. All right, let's go through the rest of our folks. Tyron, what's happening tonight? Hey, Kirk, what's going on? I'm here. Uh, judging by the conversation y'all have been having, thank God I missed this game tonight. Uh, <laughs> and I look forward to um, the New York game Saturday. But anyway, I just wanted to bring up a couple of points. I did catch that Golden State game. Um, have you noticed how many times Dinwiddie looks off literally everybody just to yes. jack up some stupid shot? Okay, so I'm not the only one. No, and- no, he's a he's a um, look at me. He's like he's he has a lot of confidence in his own thing, and that's fine, but. I mean, there were so many times when I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like Josh Green, but he's balling right now. There was times where Golden State literally left Josh Green wide open, and they were kind of cheating up on him to like, you know, hey, keep on, we're gonna double you. Left Josh Green wide open in the corner, and he would look his way, and he would just jack up a three anyway. It was kind of like, bro, what are you doing, man? Like, so I, I, I say that to say this. We, uh, judging on on uh, recent history, we're probably going to lose Josh Green. Um, we're probably going to lose Christian Wood because why would he stay? And like y'all are saying, now I haven't even I haven't even gotten to that thought yet of Luca punching a hole in the wall. But you're you're absolutely right. We're almost there. He uh, needs to flex his his. He needs to flex his authority. I'm here for it. I, you know, I, I would love to see that, uh, you know, cut out. I often don't think players like, cause I think LeBron, like my, one of my hottest basketball takes is I think LeBron James is the worst GM in history. <laughs> just, he's one of the, he's the best basketball player of the last 25 years. And he builds these teams that are kind of like, it took him, it took him like basically getting through not firing Eric Spolestra from the heat to realize that playing four out basketball was the best way for him to be dominant. Yeah. So it's like it, players are often just not, you know, they don't know what they need. That's what you need GMs for. But I just, he can't be happy about any of this. Like no. I, there's, there's, I didn't expect them to make the Western conference finals again, but I also didn't expect them to start the season 10 and 11. 
Right. I mean, it's same thing happened in 2011. You let the entire roster go. The one guy that helped us get all the way to the Western Conference, you let him, let him walk. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. literally the same thing every year. But uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Hypothetically speaking, and again, it's, I, I feel like it's not that far off to even ask this. If we lose Christian Wood and Josh Green this summer, obviously we're not getting anything back because, like, again, we don't have any assets. Correct. That's why I think if they decide if they if things aren't working out, he he'll be gone at the trade deadline. Right, and, and then what? <laughs> Is my question. Then what? Then we have. Uh, I don't know. Then maybe I stop doing these because there's just nothing new to talk about. <laughs> we, like 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 dip into sadness. Scary thought, right? Bob, but... Bobby asked why. Why do I think that? Um, I think that because they don't want him to walk and this is different because it, than JB to where I, I don't think they understood quite how far gone JB was. Um, yeah. I think they misplayed that horribly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 they do it twice. Yeah. But plus I don't see what you get in return for wood. I like woods play, but he has some real stinkers in it. Yeah. And I, I kind of attribute that to the fact that, I mean, this is the Dallas Mavericks basketball is literally YMCA pickup ball. And coming from, I mean, he, he came from shit teams, let's be honest. But I mean, he's, he's a professional basketball player. This guy, you know, he runs off of sets, he runs off of plays, he runs off of schemes, he runs off of this and that. And then again, like I say, you're playing YMCA street ball. And that's why I feel like a lot of guys come in and struggle. Uh, with the Mavericks offense versus somebody like Spencer Dinwiddie, like I said earlier, who just wants to come out there and play an one ball anyway. Yeah, You know what I mean? So and That's why he thrived in it because it's like he was thriving. And when he has a good game, you don't really care. But they're just games where it's like, oh, okay, we're just going to run the offense where you dribble and drive. It doesn't matter who the guard is. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- this is this is bad. I, I'm actually at the point now I'm looking – forward to the Mavericks failing even more because I'm ready for it to blow up already. <laughs> the Christmas Day game of sadness between the Lakers and the Mavericks. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to make sure I'm good and drunk for that one. <laughs> it's it's anyway. also Dirk's uh, um, statue day. So we'll Oh, see. no. No. <laughs> I like that. Jeremy in the chat says, FTX tanked Dinwiddie's three-point percentage. That is a deep cut joke, my friend. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining again. Yes, sir. All right. Da-da-da. Armand, it's been a while. Welcome back to the show. Hey, man. I just want to say, um, just like the last guy, I am so glad I slept through the second half of this game because I don't know what I would be going through right now if I watched all of that. <laughs> just painful. Yeah, I was really mad, though. Like I really, like I, I used to get – either I'm getting lamer, but it just, it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's so depressed. Like they were down 10 for most of the second half. That was not fun. That's it's ridiculous. And – Honestly, I think something that us Mavs fans have realized over these past couple of years is that there's a lot of non-Dallas Mavericks fans that want us to do well. And it's also obviously because of a guy like Luka Doncic. And seeing that, especially this was the only game played today, every NBA fan was probably watching tonight's game. And seeing all, like, all of that is just embarrassing. But I will say I am one of those people where I think we needed this to happen. Like we needed this type of embarrassment for. They've had three. This is the third one, though. But when does anything change? 
I think this is the biggest one, though, because this is the Detroit Pistons you're talking about without Cade Cunningham. I, I believe they were without Cade Cunningham tonight, right? Or Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just don't know without how it's any Cade. different than losing to the Magic or losing to Houston. Like, getting, we lost to Houston. We lost to the Magic without Paolo. That is true. And then you're literally just getting beat by 19-year-olds like Jaden Ivey and Jalen I love that guy, by the way. He was fun to watch. He, 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 he's nice. He is that guy. But now I'm just thinking, is that like, could this – could this one just be the wake-up call that we're all looking for from the whole team? Like, is this where – because we all saw the quotes from Nico this morning, and, you know, every time Nico talks – by the way. Yeah, but, I mean, some some of the stuff, whenever Nico talks, like, it does give me a little bit of hope because he's always showing that, you know, he wants to make change. He wants to always be better, right? But it's just, like, Nico's not on the same same line as Cuban and not on the same line as as J-Kid. Like, these three need a – be on the same page and i don't understand why it's not that hard because how can you not be on the same page when the goal is just to win and the goal is to win the goal is to get luca help how can you not be on the same page that's just ridiculous to me also i have a theory where um you can tell a coach is a good coach based on their team's free throw percentage and Is ridiculous. Like you're an NBA team missing these many. I mean, well, I mean, th- like you're you're crushing the team. It's really Luca and Wood. Like those two need to get it together. Yeah, and I I agree, but it's just like yeah, Luca's not the best free throw shooter. That I think I think you could say that's like by now that's the only flaw in his game because he has really picked it up on the defensive end. And same with Christian Wood, but it's just like not only them two. Like Dinwiddie has some bad misses. Dorian Finney-Smith, he missed that clutch. Yep free throw against the Warriors. God, and it's just like every, every single like, – like when you're thinking that like you need a guy to knock down two free throws in a certain situation, out of that whole roster, who are you going to pick? I'm looking at that. I, I can't pick anybody because I can't trust either one of them. And it's, it's ridiculous because you guys are professional NBA players and you all can't knock down free throws. And it's just like do you blame the players for that or do you blame the coach? Because right. yeah. it's kind of weird that you got every single player struggling from the free throw line. And I think that's ridiculous. Um, another thing I wanted to say is that this has start started to pick up more, but hopefully this being the only game that was played tonight and the fact that it's probably one of our most embarrassing losses, that I want the national media to get on us. I mean, whenever you see them go after the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers, especially, especially with how things were handled with Frank Volgo and with Steve Nash, like anytime, any, anytime they do disappoint, by the by, the national media, they're put in the hot seat, and sure. I think I think I think it's time that the national media gives the Dallas Mavericks this um, treatment. Well, and it's usually what what it's been has been like. So, there's, first of all, if you haven't listened to it, Nikias Duncan, Steve Jones had a real like a fifteen minute long X's nose based discussion on what's happening with the Mavericks that is absolutely worth every single person in this chat's time. But when you get to like the more narrative driven podcast, your hoop collectives, even, even to a degree, Zach Lowe's podcast, there's a lot of talk about how Luca needs to play different. And frankly, it's all like garbage fire bullshit because it's like, I, 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 I hate different. that agenda. That agenda pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, like the, if we're, this is the way the team is built. Do you want more sets for Dorian Finney Smith posting up like we saw last year? What are we talking about? That's the sort of stuff that's not interesting to me. And it's just like they're always saying Luca always needs the ball in his hands. We watch every single game. We've seen Luca be off the ball because either, you know, he's genuinely trying to get his other teammates involved or he's just tired and rightfully so. And yeah. it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, and we watch those plays. It's either 
Tim Hardaway Jr. trying to be the ball handler that he can't be and randomly chucks up a layup that he misses terribly. And sometimes that happens with Dinwiddie. And then you got Reggie Bullock. He has the ball in his hands and he's like, I don't know, like, what the fuck do I do? Like, bro can't dribble for shit. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And so that's why I'm hoping, like, you know, where I want Jason Kitt to just be in the hot seat and know that his, like, job is at risk. That way, like, it finally puts him at a point where he knows that well, he he's been to- getting pressed a little bit more during practice things, but he does like the questions that he's asked, he either looks bewildered, which I don't think he's bewildered, mm-hmm. but he it's like stuff that he can't necessarily answer without giving mm-hmm. away the bag where Grant Afseth of DallasBasketball.com has asked him a couple of times. It's like, what are you doing in these four on three situations? Mm-hmm. And he's not gonna answer it. And instead yeah. he like filibusters and beats around the bush, but I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Part of me is as sick of kid as I am, and I really am. I don't necessarily think you can out rotate this. Like it's not doing stuff differently. Like playing Josh Green more, I think helps, but I don't think it's a problem mm. solver because Josh yeah. Green is not going to up. Same with same like with Kemba Walker, fifteen right? point per game score or something. Not same with Kemba. Right it's just it's a step, but it's it's not going to do much. It's it's yeah. really not. Right. And that's why, like, and I'm thinking like the whole agenda again towards the Dallas Mavericks is that Luca doesn't have help, which is. True, one hundred percent. Luca does not have the help that he should have. But you also got to look at like, like people don't really realize that like Jason Kidd is such a big problem too. I think I think that's something that only Mavs fans know as of right now. And I feel like that's why if the national media can work in our favor and a, a guy like Stephen A. Smith just randomly goes on to the show tomorrow and is like, I'm looking at you know you know how he talks and whatever, and he's like, what like what's going on with Jason Kidd? Like why can't he get this team wins right? Right. And, and and look at Mark Cuban too, and that's why like I know we all got mixed feelings about Stephen A, but he's come in favor. Like he brought up one time, like about a couple years ago, that Dallas is such a big market, no state income tax. Um, it's 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 a nice city. Like I think I think a lot of us here we live in the DFW area. We all love living here, and I don't see why an athlete wouldn't want to live here either. And it's just like, why have we never attracted a big free agent? Oh, I've I have the answer to that one. Nobody likes yeah. our owner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And huh. and I think I think Mark Cuban deserves his ego to be hurt a little bit. Especially I, I, I don't I don't know if that was true or not, but he apparently lost millions of dollars over crypto. Oh no, there's all this like I hate that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people like talking about Cuban's money and it's not my jam. I don't like first of yeah. all, none of us are billionaires, so like once you become a billionaire, it's actually really difficult to be- to unbecome a billionaire. So I'm I'm not those sorts of conversations that happen on Twitter and on Reddit and that sort of thing. It's like, okay, guys, like let's let's not do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think last He's not time... broke, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he might not have cash on hand, but billionaires don't become like don't unbecome billionaires. It's it's just it's not a thing. He, he's he's fine. Mm-hmm. So, and I think right. the last thing I just want to say is that we are in a tough situation, and I just don't see our, our, us turning this around right now. But the only thing I ask for is that just do something different, man. Like, like, like for, for a start, start Josh Green. I think he deserves a start 100%. I think we can all agree on that. He's been playing great. He still has flaws in his game, but I would much rather have him on the floor than Tim Hardaway Jr. or Reggie Bullock. I think he's been a better shooter than them, which is, which is crazy because that's all Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock are there to do. Yeah. And right. I mean, that's why they're not coming out, though, is is like you know, somebody said earlier, it's like uh, um, I think it was Sonic who was saying earlier, it's like he wants to keep these guys' confidence high. 
mm-hmm. wants to trade Tim Hardaway. <laughs> like they want to trade Tim Hardaway because they're, and that's why I was making jokes on my timeline tonight. I was like, everybody can use the Tim Hardaway when he's playing like this. Uh huh. Yeah, Ethan and... in the chat says Kyrie Irving is a free agent. Rent him. Bill Simmons actually said the same thing today. Um, about the Mavs. Like the, the the answers are starting to get dire. So mm-hmm. said, how fun. Yeah, I mean, just I just I just you can't really if 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 trading is an option, which I don't know how we're gonna do with all these players. Um, if the, you can't you gotta wait till January for that because you just don't know how the market is and like a lot of players aren't eligible to be traded till January fifteenth, I think. Yeah, and so you gotta wait till then. In the meantime, just change something, just do something different, and yeah. go from there. And I think starting Josh Green is a start, and hopefully, hopefully, getting Jaden Hardy involved. But yeah, the, I mean, that's all I got to say. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully next game is not a group therapy. That's right. That's right. Thanks, right. man. Talk soon. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, we're going to – some of these games, I was looking at the schedule. Like, February, there's some brutal games. I'm going to be dead. I'm just going to die. All right, we have two more people. We're going to get through everybody. Max, welcome back. Thanks for uh, waiting. No, it, it's – somebody says, you don't want Kyrie. Yeah, I don't want Kyrie. I don't want Kyrie. My my downloads and, and clicks would go up with Kyrie, but um, that's that. Max, are you, are you able to hit the unmute button there? All right. You can come back up and try it here in a second. Sometimes it, uh, we'll go to Adam next. Adam, welcome to the show. What's up? Give Adam a second to find that unmute button as well. See how things are going. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to this Saturday next game. Just be- Hey, how you doing, Good, Adam? How you doing? Good. And, for joining. Um, I'm, you know, I'm an overreactor fan. You know, everybody, you know, wants to think that Luca's gonna stay here forever. Luca is not a fucking dirt. You know, I love dirt. I mean, I, you know, watched him when I was a teenager. I'm 35, so I got to see him. But you know, fucking Cuban messed his fucking career. He should have at least had two championships or maybe three. The problem is, uh, Mark Cuban is Al Davis. You know. Whenever they they brought in Nico, you know, Nico was saying, hey, you know, um, if you're going to sign somebody for 200 million, is it okay if I make the choice? Mark, you're not a fucking basketball guy. You're great. You give back to the community. You're you're like Jerry Jones, similar, but you're not, you know, Cowboys worthy. You know, Cowboys get 52 million views. You don't. I just wish – I don't know if it's – the in-house uh, scouts, uh, the numbers guys. I mean, I, I want to give Nico credit, but I mean, he should have fucking signed uh, Harden. I mean, uh, Jalen from the beginning. If his Jalen Brunson's da- uh, father was, hey, I'll give you the deal. It's ready to go. Here we go. Why didn't he not fucking sign it? Then we could have used that asset to give it to New York and get some good players. Um, but yeah, we're in the fucking predicament. Uh, I think because of Mark Cuban. He's Al Davis. <laughs> well, everybody knows how I feel about him. Um, if everybody hasn't ever read the piece that I wrote on him last summer, kind of in between when they hired Jason Kidd, I, I wrote less Mark Cuban would be better for the Dallas Mavericks and basically walk through 14 years of, of incidents. And that was what eventually led him to reaching out to me and wanting to come on the show. And that was when I probably should have been a little more aggressive with him. But again, like, I don't like – Simply asking, like, hey, can can you please let the basketball people be basketball stuff? And one of the things he said back to me was, you know, if you if you were a billionaire, wouldn't you do what I'm doing? And it's like, well, yeah, but that's 
the, that's the whole point. I shouldn't be a billionaire and I shouldn't be doing this. Like that's the like expertise should matter to a degree. I mean, it does luck does play a factor in all this. That's the part where I, I am, um, I, I'm trying to be a little bit forgiving about it, but it just, it feels like the Mavericks don't learn from mistakes and mainly Mark doesn't learn from mistakes. I just, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. I, I love the Mavs. You know, I, like I said, I'm not going anywhere as far as a fan, but you know, the whole 2020 draft, you know, Luca does not need projects. Nope. He could have had Maxi, he could have had Achua, he could have had Bay, he could have had uh, freaking uh, Desmond Bain. 23 points last season uh, would have been useful. Hardaway would have, you know, could have been, you know, traded by then. But yeah, it's, I'm hoping, I'm trying to give Nico the, the, the trust. But when you have Al Davis as an owner that doesn't let you do what you need to do, then you're just you're just running a trade. And Luca's, I mean, Luca is like you said, he's Jordan. We need to put Pippen. We need to put uh, you know other players around him that are actually starters instead of having these uh, undrafted free agents. And I, you know, they they play hard. I mean, I get it, but we need we need, we need stars. Yeah. Basically, that that's the only way he's going to stay. I guarantee you, if he's not going to win a championship. In, in this contract right now, he's leaving. I well, mean, if you don't or- show like building towards something, because right now what we're actually seeing, in my opinion, is Luca getting better and everybody else around him getting worse, only they don't really seem to recognize that. Correct. It, it, it's it, one of the things that I, I focused on this earlier in the show. I don't remember if I said this earlier or if I said this in the podcast that I just recorded. But my thing with like Green is actually like Josh Green's playing fantastic relative to my expectations. Really, really proud of him. But if everybody else is taking a step back, which kind of seems to be the case, maybe Dinwiddie aside, then it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because the team's worse, and and they, they just they they've got to figure something out with this. So yeah, we'll see. I I hope so, man. Uh, I, you know, I wish we could trade for Bobanovich or I mean, all these little How you good know, was that I guy? Magic, yeah. Uh, Magic has uh, you know a couple of veterans that are pretty good that are actually good shooters. I mean, we just, I, you know, again, also you agree with with your your view on um, kid. I mean, it's like he doesn't have any sets. This ISO Luca pass out is not working. Then we should by now you would think, hey, we need to fucking come up with something different, just I something mean, to mix it up. I mean, like, even <laughs> when he was playing for Rick Carlisle, he actually had to tell Rick, "Let me run the team." That's right. That's when Let me some plays. When root, and then that's when things started to open up. I think he should go back and say, okay, I need to start Wood from the get-go. Let's get a good punch and then start filling in these other players that we have until we get some more help. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that totally. I well, appreciate thank it. Thank you for hanging out tonight. Yes, sir. All right, talk soon. All right, guys, for that kind of loss, getting out of, getting out of here in 70 minutes seems pretty good. I appreciate all of you. Come by Mavs Moneyball. We'll see what we got. Um, if you haven't been checking your timeline tonight, there's some Chris Paul related comedy going on that uh, uh, I think may, you know, I'm, I, I'm choosing to believe it's why he collapsed against the Mavericks in the playoffs last year. Um, really great A comedy. Uh, wow. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. Appreciate your support. If you haven't ever done so, go to Mavs Moneyball and uh, with your within your podcast feed, leave us a review. That sort of stuff really helps. And we will talk to you guys on Saturday.